Hello, and welcome to Women With Books. I'm your host, author, Lindsay Emery. I have a short introduction today because I really want to get to the main part of the podcast, which is my interview with Alexa Martin. I'm so excited to have her on. As soon as I heard about this book, I knew we had to talk about it. Uh, She's warm, witty, wise, (laughs) uh, talented, and this book is going to make a lot of people um, enjoy their Saturday afternoon reading, especially while their husbands are reading football or watching football. (laughs) Like, okay, honey, I'll just be over here reading my football romance book. Um, but Alexa also has her own podcast that she's a part of, uh, it's called all the kissing. So I'll be putting information about that one in our, uh, women with books monthly newsletter, which I always put other podcasts in there that I think you would enjoy. But uh, definitely when there's uh, one of our guests has one of our guests has one, I will put that information in there. Um, I think I mentioned it last week, but in case you didn't hear it, I will be having a book signing for my next release, which comes out October 9th. It's The Royal Runaway, and I'll be doing a book signing for that that weekend. I think it's October 13th. It's that Saturday in Houston, Texas at Murder by the Book. And so if you uh, would like to order a signed copy of The Royal Runaway, I talked to the people there at Murder by the Book, and they said if you have your um, book ordered before release day, um, and probably, you know, like as soon as possible so they can have time to get it. I really don't know how long it takes, but they'll be able to, I'll be able to sign it while I'm there, and they'll be able to ship it out to you. So that is exciting. Go to murderbooks.com and um, look for how to order that. (laughs) I don't have it in front of me right now. I'll put some more detailed information in later. Um, but they said, just put a note in there that you, like you order it and that there might be a note where you can say, I would like this signed by the author when she comes. Um, so yeah, I've that, that, I'm so excited that that can actually happen for some people. Um, also, but if, hey, if you are in the Houston area and you want to come by and meet me and have me sign it in person, um, go ahead. They'll have the books available that day to buy. And um, I'll be there with Diane Mills. She's another romantic suspense author. And we're trying to figure out what we want to talk about uh, that might be interesting to people who show up. So let me know if there's something <laughs> particularly interesting. And uh, we'll try to get on that. So, um, I am about to leave town for a little anniversary trip for me and my husband. So I'm trying to get all of this scheduled so that it will be out for Alexa Martin's debut release day. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, here's the rest of the episode. Enjoy. Yay. So excited. I'm so excited too. No, it's okay. I love getting started like that. Hello, Alexa Martin. Welcome to Women With Books. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I had to say, let's let's hit the recording button really quick because we were starting to gush, and I like to save all the gushing for <laughs> <laughs> for the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. School just started for my kids. Things are calming down a little bit. Um, it's my book's coming out in a month. Things are getting real and exciting, so I'm doing really well such good um scheduling to have your book come out after school has started yeah (laughs) it's been really good (laughs) so you can have time to focus on that well that of course is one of the main things i want to talk to you about you have a debut book coming out september 11th right yes so it's called intercepted and i Mm -hmm. you want to tell us about it and we'll get started talking all about it so Intercepted is about Marley, and she is a longtime girlfriend of her boyfriend, who is a professional football player. And she's like waiting to get engaged. She's waiting for those big steps. And then she finds out that he's kind of a dirtbag. And they break up. And then a old fling from her past comes back into her life but he's the new quarterback on her ex-boyfriend's football team and so it's just like her journey with trying to find herself in her own independence um while kind of navigating this world of wags and professional athletes that is amazing i as soon as i heard about this book and saw the cover i immediately went on to my 
TBR list, my wish list <laughs> to get it. And I'll tell you right now, okay, you and I both were at RWA in Denver, yes. and I'm like, I have to get intercepted. And I went to your signing, your Berkeley, Berkeley signing, and it was like in this tiny little room. Yeah. You and Kristen Higgins and Sylvia Day and God, I, um, it wasn't I was a mess. I know. I was, my, I was like, oh my God, Sylvia Day, here's me. Like, <laughs> insane. And, yeah. and I don't do that well with um, uh, cramped small spaces. Yeah. But I was in there. I was like, kind of shouting at people. I was like, y'all, grab me, intercepted. <laughs> <laughs> so I did get a. Arc. However, my roommate was driving back to Dallas. So I put all of my arcs in her car so I wouldn't have to take them. And I still mm -hmm. haven't gotten it yet. Oh, no. But it's coming. And I'm still so excited. And um, when I have reached out to the pe other people who got the arc, so I do know the questions that they want answered. So <laughs> we'll okay. get started on that. But how did you get the idea for Intercepted? Well, so my husband played in the NFL for eight years. So, um, but honestly, that kind of made me not want to write about football. I was like, ugh, football. Who cares about this? It is not cool. <laughs> not really. Um, and so I had written my first copy or my first draft. And I got into this contest called Pitch Wars. And... Um, my mentors were just like, yeah, this is kind of a hot mess. <laughs> like, you're in a lot of genres. Like, they're just like, what do you think about writing about, like, being a football girlfriend? Like, and I was just like, mm, I don't know, maybe. But then I just kind of let it resonate. And I was just like, yeah, like, this whole story came to me. And it just flew out of me, which is also insane. Because the first version that I scrapped took me, like, four years to write. And so I wrote this one in about a month and a half. And it was just, I think, like a lot of insp inspiration by like the women that I have met. Um, and the, you know, I love sports romances. Like I read them all the time. Um, but just maybe a little bit of a different spin of showing a different side of the world and how it's not always like glamorous. Mm hmm. Yeah. Do you, well, that's one thing I'm kind of glad to hear you say, because I was thinking, I was like, if she was in that for so long, you do kind of get over it, and you do, yeah. like, can't really see why anybody would be interested. Yeah. <laughs> I used to be, um, I guess I still am, a lawyer, um, and I just, I couldn't write a law book or illegal anything to save my life, because I'm like, you guys, it is the most dull, yeah. soul-sucking thing. You, I mean, there's nothing sexy or interesting about it from a yeah. book perspective. But everything I know about um, sports wives and wags, is, is that is that an insult to say wags? I'm not sure. Um, no, I think it's just, it just stands for like wives and girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. Everything I know about that is probably from reality shows. Yeah. So how much of that is true? Well, so I would say that like intercepted is like a very, it's not, it's not my life. I've had people be like, oh, so it's like based on your life. And I'm like, no, not at all. Please do not think that while you're reading this book because it's not. So I would say it's like a lot of the drama of like a reality show. I love Real Housewives. I love e-reality shows. Like that is my guilty pleasure that's not really I don't feel very guilty about um but I would like the friendships I would say are real um there's not as much drama in like real life um well at least that I experience maybe for some people there's a lot of drama and there's you know of course if you get a group of people together that are forced together there are going to be some instances where people don't really click but for the most part I met the most amazing women and I'm still such good friends with the majority of them um and I was so young when I joined so they just like took me in and I'll like be forever grateful so I will say that was the thing that I had a hard part a hard time writing about for Intercepted is there's like the wicked wives in this book it's like very catty and clicky and um that wasn't really my experience um so the good friendship that she does have with the wife I would say I like poured all of the women that I had 
grown to love into that character, into those characters. I'm so glad to hear you say that. Um, have you ever watched Hard Knocks, the HBO show? Oh my show? gosh, yes. Is that more realistic? I've always yes. felt like that was, because I love that because when it does show the players with like good family lives and they want to yeah. play with their kids and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, that's yes. what I want to see. Yeah, that's, I love Hard Knocks. I do. And I think now it's also hard for me because I have this love-hate relationship with the sport as well because you've seen so many developments over the past year about like how dangerous it can be but that is the show it's you know it's men who love who are passionate about their career and it's women who love their spouse and are really you give up I don't it sounds so spoiled in first world to say like you give up so much to do it but you know there's only a small handful of the men that make the millions and millions and millions of dollars and it's not as glamorous like when I was 37 weeks pregnant with my second child my husband got traded and he had to move from Baltimore to to Green Bay in two days and so I was left packing up like our apartment because you never know how long you're going to be places so unless you have like a really good contract you don't really settle down so we, you know, packed up our apartment and moved me and my one and a half year old in my super giant belly across country. I met my doctor once before I got induced and also got induced because they had an away game the next weekend. And I was just like, I know that as soon as he gets on a plane, I will, my water will break. <laughs> I will be in this place where I know nobody in laboring with a one and a half year old in this like hospital that I'll probably forget how to drive to. Um, so he got induced one time. I remember going and checking to the hospital and like the poor woman who was like registering me, she was like, you're how far along? You've never seen a doctor. And I was like, oh no, sorry. I just moved. So don't worry. Like I'm, I'm a semi-responsible mother. Like, um, so it's, you know, you move and you make, you're forced to make these new friendships and you're first, you know, to, we've my husband played on five different teams in the span of eight years so it's not it's not a steady career (laughs) no but now he's retired and you guys have have been able to be in one place yeah um have you passed this book or give shared this book with any of your old um nfl crew i have yeah (laughs) i have they love it um i mean i in the beginning of the book i've definitely dedicated a lot like they are in my acknowledgments and they think it's fun um I was nervous I was nervous like I said there's like the catty wives and I was just like oh no like I hope they're not offended but no the ones that have read it so far loved it and again we're just we're friends so they're happy for me so I mean even if they didn't like it I don't think they would tell me (laughs) (laughs) good friends good friends keep your mouth shut (laughs) well I know you have um Four kids. I mean, and mm-hmm. I know this because you posted about it. I'm yes, not, like stalking I know. <laughs> I am not like I'm not a very good like author, Instagrammer, or Twitter person. I'm just like, yeah, I write, but look at my children. <laughs> oh no, that's what people love to see. Are you kidding me? Um, my kids don't want to be on, so they're they're ruining me. All these. Oh kids. no! Oh, God. my ten year old's <laughs> getting to that point where he's like, "Don't you put that on your Facebook?" And I was like, "Oh." They're like, are you putting that joke I made on? I'm like, but it was so cute. (laughs) My eight-year-old loves it. She's like, yes, put it there. Let people know that I did it. Tell them how wonderful I am. I'm like, yay. See when this turns. Right. It'll happen. Because all of a sudden, yeah, it does. About 12, I think. Yeah. Oh, Um, So with all these kids and they've grown up and they see mom and dad, you know, at this glamorous uh sports lifestyle i mean what if they want to get into professional sports when they get older how do you feel about that um well my daughter is not a sports fan so i'm not worried about her um she is in her acting classes and loves art and that is her path so we're good on her (laughs) um my oldest son he loves football like to the point where people are like oh no you have to monitor what your kid is looking at on the internet and the only thing he ever looks at are like clips from football games or how to write your own football plays and um he loves it but we won't let him play yet Mm. and he it's 
a point of contention between us. We've only let him play flag. Um, and we'll eventually probably let him play tackle, but not for a couple more years. I just, me personally, I find it an unnecessary risk, especially mm-hmm. with all of these new developments coming out, um, to do it so early. My six-year-old, who's about to be seven, he also would like to play football, but again, n- a at least probably not until seventh, eighth grade. Um, My husband's a high school football coach and we're around it. So we can't say, I don't think point like, no, we're trying just to get them to choose other sports to show interest in. They love soccer. They love basketball. Like, what about golf? Golf seems like a good non-contact sport. I have been Um, trying to push golf on my kids for so long, ever since I heard that like the, the number of golf scholarships that go unclaimed yes. every year. Yes, that is I'm what like, I'm saying. You only have to be mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> that is, I know I did golf for a few years and then I stuck with soccer and I was like, why? Why did I do that? My life would have, it would have been so much more beneficial to play golf, but you know, you can't really tell a kid anything. Oh, I can. Um, I can. I can show them a couple of checks and then. (laughs) Yeah, we um, were very into the World Cup. And so during that, I think my son, because, you know, I think it's hard to get kids in America really excited about soccer because it's not huge. But so during the World Cup, we were very into it. And so my son now is just like, oh, soccer. I really like soccer. I'm like, oh, finally, Um, because I think sports are great. And so I wouldn't mind if you wanted to be. I mean, but it's hard, right? Like, it's not just like, oh, you want to be that, like, the amount of people that play football, and then you see so many men, it's hard, right? It's their whole identity mm-hmm. um, is wrapped up in athlete, and you can't be an athlete forever, and so when that ends, it's really hard on some people to acclimate to their new life where that huge part of their identity isn't there anymore, and so... I think sports are great as long as it's not the sole thing that they're wrapped into. Like, I want them to have other interests. Yeah. Like writing books about yes, sports. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Please write. Be creative. It's so funny because, you know, my husband is like the cool one. And um, during like the Super Bowl, my son will like always ask his, te- tell his teachers like, oh, yeah, my dad played football. My dad won two Super Bowls. And so he'll like go in and talk to them. And... um so when I got my book deal, I was like, DJ, look it, look it. I got a book deal. Look it. I can get, you want me to order you some books? Look it. I got a discount on this book. Let's order some books. Like I'm trying so hard to be like the cool one, but it just like doesn't quite measure up. You know, I think that, um, it probably is sinking in more than, you know, I, all of a sudden my kids started selling my, like hand selling my books to their teachers. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> and they'll hear that one of their teachers has a book club. They're like, my mom writes books. <laughs> Would you like, to, and they, they will pull it up on Amazon in the middle of the class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so just I love prepared. that so much. <laughs> and yeah. then I think like, oh crap, what did I put in that book? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I know. I'm Am like, I going to oh, no, be like let's... looked at funny next time I go? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, oh, I don't know if this is the content of the book that they will appreciate. <laughs> the last book that I wrote, there's an entire cha- sex scene is an entire chapter. Like, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't tell the teachers this. <laughs> yeah, they'll find out, though. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like I said, I asked my friends who did get their arcs and finished it at Denver. And I was like, okay, guys, what do you want me to ask Alexa Martin? So this, these are direct questions. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but um, one of my friends wanted to know, like, how did you draw on your experiences and I I guess your Marley has like a job and her own priorities and trying to balance that with like the crazy NFL life. Um, well, so for me personally, um, I think we got married when I was 20. I had my first kid nine months later. (laughs) 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 So I had been at home throughout this whole, like our whole marriage throughout his entire career. Um, and it was for me a struggle, like finding my own identity because you get so wrapped up in being his wife and 
moving from place to place and all of your friends are friends through him and it's just like you kind of lose your identity so it was something that like I really really wanted Marley to have was to meld both of her worlds together right like you can have a success a husband or a boyfriend or anybody who has a successful life and you can also have your own and you can make those work so it was very important for me that she had something separate from him and a lot of my friends um like before they had kids um would and some after obviously um they had their own like jobs uh they would move and find new jobs wherever they went but you know it's sometimes again when you're moving around it's hard to keep like finding a new job in a different state everywhere you go um but yes. it sounds like you don't get a lot of notice if you were no, treated in like two yeah, days or something. No, you don't. There's no, there's, <laughs> there's no notice. It was, that was the craziest thing. Um, and same with actually my third, <laughs> my third pregnancy, he got picked up, um, I think a week before I was scheduled to like get induced and they like had to push back my induction. And I was like, do you know how long 24 hours is when you're this pregnant in August? <laughs> like, um, because they wouldn't let him come home for the birth until a certain day. Um, but yeah, so I just, I wanted her to push through that, right? Like, it's so easy sometimes, like, if you don't have to work, um, maybe you don't want to. Um, maybe, like, I did, I like, I didn't when I had my children and I was moving. Like, I just wanted to, when they were small, be with them. Different yeah, story now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Mama, um, mama's got to go on a trip yeah right? i gotta go somewhere anywhere i'm going just put my thumb out on the road yeah. <laughs> somebody please take me um but so that was important for me that she and i think it's also really helped in the book like to create these friendships and build right because i don't know anybody who is just with their significant other right like there's so many like I think strong female friendships are so important and um so I think her having those extra parts gave her the opportunity to build on these friendships which was important in the book yes I always have to have a strong friendship in there someplace and there's so much fun to write yeah because you get to like play around with another different personality and stuff yeah it's very fun well, speaking of all of that, um, I have another reader who wants to know, will this be turned into a movie or TV show? Because I found it very cinematic. Oh, well, we can only hope. I have okay. no idea. <laughs> but that would be so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I was hoping for some big scoop there, Alexa. But oh, we'll, yeah, I know. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully um, speak it out into existence. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to know, they also want to know, I had two people say, they want to know about the next book. And I know that's probably crazy because it hasn't even released yet, but that's a good sign. <laughs> Yay. So you've got another, is it part of a series? Or yeah, it's um, a, a three book series of like, inter, like standalones, like interconnected, interconnected standalones. I don't know what I'm saying. Sure. Right now. Yeah. And drink all of my coffee. Um, but yeah, so there's three books. The second one comes out in March, um, Fumbled, and I'm really, I'm working on the edits for that one right now. Um, I'm really excited for that book. It is, I think my first, Intercepted was just fun for me to write. Um, like I had a blast writing that book. Um, and I think Fumbled, it touches on a few like deeper subjects I think that for me as a part of this football world that it would be almost irresponsible of me not to take like a deeper look into some of the more dangerous parts of it Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like I'm able to touch on that more in the second book and also in the second book um show more of the like fun female groups that like I was around so I'm really excited it's TK's book Mm -hmm. and um I love it and the cover is so pretty (laughs) well yes so let's just talk about that because both the covers like when you got Intercepted's cover did you did you scream did you yeah I probably cried I (laughs) I probably cried a little bit I love it I have it 
blown up to like poster size and framed in my office. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love it. It was, I didn't know what it was going to be because, you know, you know, like you're not really a part of that process. They like had mentioned, asked like kind of if I had any ideas, which I didn't really at all. I don't think I would have ever been able to think of a cover that's as pretty as the one that they gave me. So yeah, I love it so much. Well, yeah. And it's not just that we as authors don't really have any control <laughs> over the yeah. cover at all. It's also for authors of color who want like a, char- a character, a black character, or, you know, any kind of character yeah. <laughs> reflected on a cover. Yeah. They get told no a lot of yeah. times. So for you to get that. And yeah. Without be- even asking, they just, it was pretty amazing. Berkeley has been a dream honestly it's been the most amazing experience that I can ever even I, I couldn't have even dreamt of it um, they've been so wonderful to work with well they made it look effortless I mean that's yeah. the thing it's like you see this cover and you're like of course this is what this cover yeah. should be like why aren't all publishers making covers like this? yeah yeah the like illustrated covers are so good and also the lipsticks that they have put on these covers I'm like can you guys start your own line because I would like both of these colors thank you oh that's a good idea for some blog posts you need to be trying out some lipsticks to like match I don't know you and Jasmine Guillory because she like loves lipsticks I love Jasmine Guillory I just like have like kind of been like a creep I obviously follow her on like Instagram and Twitter and like listen to like all of the podcasts she's on and she's just so much fun I'm like we can be friends I, yes, and she's, she's so wonderful. She's obsessed with the lipsticks and all the food, and I'm yeah. like, those are relevant to my interests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should start a club, and we will eat food and wear lipsticks, and it will be wonderful and read books. <gasps> I and just started, I just got a little chill. Yes. <laughs> okay, we're gonna we're gonna reach out to Jasmine and have a lipstick food book club and oh I think everyone listening to this wants to be a part of the club now yeah yeah <laughs> I'm here well, for it we briefly mentioned it at the beginning but this is your debut book yeah and so I have to know what's the best part of being a debut author I, I honestly it feels like all of it like every day like I get like an email or just something happens and it is just so amazing like when I started writing I was like I don't think I'm gonna let anybody read this at all (laughs) like I'm just gonna store it on my computer forever and just be happy that I did it and so like as it's happened like I just honestly can't believe that any of it is happening like my cover holding my book that first book signing RWA was the best experience was, in the was, entire world. Was that your first time? At it was RWA? my first. Yeah, it was my first. And your first time going and your first time as a debut. Yeah, it was. I fangirled so much. Um, I did not have a voice when I came home. Um, it was the most amazing thing. And so I like I honestly there's just been so much that has been like I get to do podcasts like this is so cool this is so much fun like somebody wants to talk to me (laughs) and they're not a toddler or an eight-year-old yelling at me this is the best (laughs) I mean I could bring one of those in if it makes you feel more comfortable (laughs) oh my god no please don't (laughs) did any part of writing or publishing the book surprise you um I yeah like all of it I I would say like I said so my first book was a disaster <laughs> it was like the people that chose me in Pitch Wars um they are amazing and I will love them forever for seeing past the mess that I made because I didn't know anything right when I started writing I knew nothing I didn't know about genres I didn't know about like these rules for contemporary romance um I didn't know about query letters or synopsis like I didn't know anything um so really it was just like a crash course and thanks to pitch wars I had a relatively smooth and easy like journey and which again I will forever be thankful for because I know I've seen my friends query and like the everything so I've like got very lucky with that and finding my agent through that who my agent is the best also um but yeah, so I would say everything. And even though it was like a pretty fast process for me, it's still so slow. Like fast in publishing is not what other people think of as fast. 
No, it's yeah. not. So just, I always like to give these numbers just so readers can understand. <laughs> so when did you sign or sell this book? Um, I found out about my book deal. I can tell you the exact date. It was July 24th, which was my 10, and it was my 10 year wedding anniversary is the day oh. that like I got it in. Um, so July, last year. So July, so July of 2017. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you get published in September of 2018, which is yeah. very fast. Yeah. And it also speaks to that your book was already written and polished and, you know, because otherwise it takes longer when you have to write it from scratch and things. Yeah. So, yeah, that takes a long time. I don't think people yeah. understand. Yeah, and it's then, funny. I was just like, yeah, it was super fast. And they're like, it's been over a year. And I was like, yeah, I know it's really fast. <laughs> yeah, because that's also, I mean, usually at least three rounds of edits and then copy edits and then more yeah. copy edits. And then more. Yeah. I mean, it's like they keep sending you things to look so, at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And my husband was like, I thought you already did that. I'm like, no, I haven't done round seven yet. Come I, on. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. I was actually, I had my first like writing catastrophe. Um, my edits for book two were due. And I went to, um, my daughter had like a play. She had her first play and she was in two. So I went to the first one and my husband and son, the oldest son went to the second one. And I took the two little ones to like McDonald's to play during the second play. And I was like, I'm going to be productive and I'm going to do these finishing touches on my edits. And um, when we were leaving, getting ready to leave, my um, three-year-old was like, I got to go poop. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, wait, hold on. It's like closing my computer, like trying to like rush out. So I didn't like leave all of my stuff in the McDonald's play place. And I somehow had been doing edits on the wrong version and I completely erased all of the major edits that I had done the day before they were due. Mm. And I didn't notice until I opened them up to send and they were all missing. And it was, uh, so yeah, so I'm doing my edits again for book two because I lost them all. (laughs) My first, my first, but I was like, well, that won't happen again, I guess. But yeah, so lots of edits. That happens. And well, I had one earlier this spring what happened so I always try to date my drafts right Mm -hmm. and weirdly enough I had two versions that were almost like exactly to the year apart I mean speaking to the fact that this takes a long time yeah (laughs) so like just for example it was probably like February 15th 2017 and February 15th 2018 and I thought I had opened up the most current one and I had opened up the last one because I'm just like oh this came out in February yeah. let me pull that up and so I started making edits on that one and it was one of those things where I was looking I was like wow I really thought we took all of this out what is going on and thankfully I caught myself and realized oh we took this out or there should have there's something there that like triggered me that I was like oh yeah. I should have known and I realized what I had done. So it wasn't too far along into the process. But yeah, I could have like sent back to my editor like a year old. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I like called my agent. Well, I didn't call her. I texted her. I was just like, all of my edits are gone. And she called me and I was just hysterically crying. And I was like, <laughs> so mad. At- I'm still mad at myself. Every time I think about it, I kind of want to punch myself but it's you know over what can you do except for get a really good hard drive backup for the future I was gonna say like have (laughs) one of those like it's saving every 30 seconds yeah well what I had did is I so I had turned my computer off while we were driving to the place because my battery was low and I was like I just need it this much so when I turned it back on it opened up an old copy Mm. And when I clicked save, running to chase my toddler to the bathroom, I replaced the other one with the new one. So, yeah. Well, I hope your toddler felt fun- good about himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was. Yeah, she cared. zero. Oh, yeah. No, she cared zero percent um, <laughs> at all. Nope. Well, you said something about getting to be on podcasts, but you have a podcast as well, I would just like to mention for oh, yeah. people who are interested in more about this. Um, you want to tell us about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, All the Kissing is our blog podcast that I co-founded with some of my other like romance writing friends that I met through Pitch Wars. 
um, we had kind of broken off into this side group of romance writers. And I was just like, there's no, I love podcasts, but there weren't any like, again, when I started writing, I didn't know anything. And I was just like, there's no, there's nothing specific towards writing romance right? when it comes to, so they were just like, oh yeah, that'd be great. Let's do a blog. Let's do this. Like as when you're with friends who are smarter than you, they make everything so much better. And so, um, yeah, so we started that. It's a really fun blog and podcast that um, my co-host Shannon does the vast majority of the work because I have been hiding in my editing and writing quick caves. And so she has been like amazing at doing everything. Um, but yeah, it's really fun. We have, we have, we just have a fun time, I think. Right. It's not like the point of podcasts is mainly just, it's just so much fun. You really do. If it starts becoming a drag, then no one wants to listen to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do enjoy listening to you guys and I will put that definitely in the show notes and, um, in my newsletter every month, I recommend other podcasts. So I will put that link in there so that I guess readers and writers who are listening will probably want to learn more about that. Um, you have in one of your bios, I forget where I found it online, that you love your book boyfriends. So I was wondering who are your favorite book boyfriends? Well, my most favorite book boyfriend is Hawk Delgado from Kristen Ashley's Mystery Man. I am a little bit obsessed with Kristen Ashley books. Um, Actually, what's funny is one of um, my football wife's friends was just like, oh, you read romance? I read romance too. Read this one. And we had been like on a ski vacation together where I did not ski, but that is another story. Um, (laughs) And so I like came home and I downloaded the book and I fell into like this Kristen Ashley coma. Like I lost a month of my life probably just reading all of her books. But Hawk Delgado will always be my number one man, even though if I met him in real life, I would probably hate him. But in the book, it is amazing. And I love him so much. It's my favorite. So is he like a certain type of trope that you He's enjoy, like, they're like or? commandos. I don't, I don't, oh my gosh, it is, there's so much going on in that book. There's like <laughs> kidnappings and he's like a commando who like saves her. She like always needs to be saved from like motorcycle compounds. Like there's a lot going on in this book, <laughs> um, <laughs> which might be why I like it because it can just like, it's always going somewhere else. Um, yeah, I have that book in prints, ebook, and audiobook, so I can just like listen to it whenever the moods. When I'm in like a reading funk, that's what I go back to. Isn't that amazing? Um, yeah, I also loved Gavin in The Wedding Dates. Yes. Um, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> and I'm reading um, A Duke by Default right now, and so I feel like I've got another one. Okay, <laughs> that's the in new there. Alyssa Cole. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have not gotten that one yet. Is that that one might have been? It in just my, came out. Yeah. Was that was that one of the arcs at RWA too, or was that a Princess in Theory? I forget which one I. Oh, it was stole. a Princess in Theory okay. in the room, okay. and then she was signing one the one from the Loyal League. Um, yes, which okay. I got. Well, I and. don't have Duke by default yet, but I know when I talked to Alyssa, she told me about it. I was like, check, check, check. That yeah, checks exactly. all my boxes. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like. I've been, I've been able to like fully read because I've been doing edits. But like when I read it, I'm just like, yeah, I'm only like twenty percent in, and like you got me. I'm here for it. He makes swords. Like okay, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Can you read while you're writing your own books? Um, I usually do rereads um, of like books that I love, like um, Kylie Scott's um, Stage Dive series. I've reread a few times the Kristen Ashley books. Um, Rebecca Weatherspoon's Haven I've reread um but I haven't been I have not read a single sports romance since I started writing yeah. um I'm just for like a lot of reasons I don't want to like inadvertently take ideas um and then I also don't want to be like oh my god this is so good and I'll never write like this <laughs> and just like get down and not be able to but um yeah so I do read um not as much when I'm in like the full um but like if I am stuck I think that sometimes doing like a reread of a book that I love and just like remembering 
how I feel when I read these books and like kind of getting motivated to be like, this is what I want my readers to feel. Um, that helps. I also love a rom-com when I'm stuck too, though. But um, well, that's really yeah. interesting because I know, I think, I think writers probably fall into camps about that. The people who are like, I can't read in my genre while I'm, wor- while, while I'm writing it. And then the people who are like, I don't care. I, I, I just take it all in and it goes into my yeah. soup and it, you know, it's fine. Um, cause I talked to Sarah McLean, uh, more recently on the podcast. She, cause she reads like a book a day. Yeah. And I I'm know. Like, well, I, Goals. I, was, I know. I thought <laughs> you've got to like shift out. She was like, nope, I just put it all in there and you know, it, it, it works for her obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when people ask you for recommendations, is there a book or an author that you always recommend or have you already recommended? <laughs> I mean, I probably already, like I said, I am like, I have bought Chris Ashley books for so many of my friends. Also, um, Kylie Scott books I love. Um, I feel like The Wedding Date by Jasmine Guillory is just so cute and such like a perfect book for people that don't read a lot of romance, like get started with. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, I'm trying to think. It kind of tricks them, right? <laughs> yeah, right. It's like so sweet and it's not, I don't want to say, no, I'm not going to say that. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just like. I feel like it's like a good starter, right? Like Mystery mm. Man is not a good starter for people <laughs> that have not read romance because they're going to be like, what did you give me? This is insane, um, which a few of my friends have said to me. <laughs> I'm just like, just keep reading it and don't tell me anything bad because that is my boo and I will have to fight you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm like trying to think of what's on my bookshelf. Alyssa Cole, obviously, yeah. um, especially for historical, um, the Loyal League series. I I met her at RWA, and I was again a like squealing, fangirling, embarrassing mess. Um, but like, I did manage to tell her how much as I don't really read a lot of historical, but that series was so amazing to the point where like I had to put the book down and like take a break because I had so much anxiety over what was going to happen like I was just like I know it's a romance book like I know they're gonna get there happily ever after but like are they I don't know like I was so nervous and she does such a good job her books are beautiful you know just hearing you say that I started actually crying up uh, tearing up a little bit because that's how I felt too I mean you can say oh yeah they're gonna get their HEA and I know that because I know Alyssa but at the same time have I ever read an HEA set in the Civil War before? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's this yeah. part of me that's like, that can't happen. That can't happen. Oh my gosh, this is going to be awful. I'm just waiting because also I know Alyssa is a good enough writer that she would like put something heartbreaking in the middle of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, a nervous wreck reading those oh. books. Oh, just like, thinking about it is making my stomach like yeah. punch out. <laughs> In a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, in the best way. It was the best. But, like, I did need to take a break and, like, go tend to my children who probably needed me anyways. Like, I want them to go just do it, turn it into a time travel book, and then they can, like, <laughs> I have honest, I don't know. I didn't realize how much I liked the time travel, like, trope until uh, somebody was just like oh what are you like into like what are your favorite books and movies right now and I was like I was like I really like Outlander I was like I really found this new movie about time which if you've never watched about time with um Rachel McAdams it's the cutest movie ever and I was like oh like like the time travels with like all of these books I was just like oh yeah I'm really into that so I feel like if maybe we should ask Alyssa Cole to write a time travel book <gasps> because I would really read it any authors please write one because I'm really into them and I don't know if I could write them I you know what I don't know if she'd want to but if any author could because she has both written the historicals and yes it would be so good it would be and, so good and she could just like smush them all together oh my God, just combine them and it's just all I want to read now and dang it now now I'm not gonna be able to read anything because I'm gonna want to read that book and it doesn't even exist <laughs> Can we need to write Alyssa Cole time travel fan fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Can we? <laughs> oh, gosh. 
No, yeah, that's one of those things, too. I, I realized that lately. I, I was putting a bunch of books together that I really liked. I was like, huh, these all have, like, magic in them. And I yeah. wasn't expecting that. Yeah, right? Like, you don't even realize. I'm just like, no, I don't even like that. That's dumb. And I'm just like, oh, wait, yeah, I guess I really like that a lot. Right. We'll have to trade sometimes. some time travel uh, recommendations, too. Yeah, somebody send me time travel recommendations, because now I really would like to read one. Yeah, because it's, uh, I could go on and on, because it's like the fish out of water, yeah. like, aspect, and, you know, it's not going to be instant love, because you just came in from, like, a different century, so you've got to, yeah. like, work through your issues, but they're not going to be realistic issues, like, your your feet stink and you snore. Yeah, because <laughs> right, there's, like, like, so much, I'm like, I would not, like, I watch Outlander, I was like, I would just die, honestly, like, I would not survive, I would have died within, like, the first, like, five minutes, like, there's no running water, I can't shave my legs, I mean, also the fact that, you know, she's, goes back, I'm, I'm, black so I would like just not even want to um <laughs> like there's not many time tra- like eras that I would want to travel back to however um yeah I just like wouldn't do it so like these time travel books are amazing to me that they can even think that because like again my story would end like and then I died <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> I died I always think about that too because Diana Gabaldon crafted the perfect heroine to go back in time yeah. and if I ever if Diana if you ever come on the podcast I will ask you about this because you know she created like she was a war nurse who had grown up around archaeological digs and yeah. didn't I mean she goes I don't really like running water that much anyway I'm like oh that's convenient yeah <laughs> who doesn't like running water I've ne- that's not something I've ever heard ever <laughs> Everybody likes running water. Yeah, I I see what you did there, Diana. She like knows how to do all the herbs. Like I don't, I can barely make dinner for my children. Every night is a surprise that I have to make my kids dinner. My oldest is ten. I'm still like, oh yes, I have to feed you, and so like I just could not. (laughs) I could not. Oh, at the risk of being off topic, it's great when they start cooking for themselves. I'm just can't wait. (laughs) All my ten year old can make is like ramen noodles. Hey, that that counts. <laughs> My husband teaches them. He's like, he teaches them to make the craziest things. So I was like, maybe we can teach them something a little healthier. I don't know. My daughter wants to be a baker. And so it's the worst thing ever because um, she just blows up my kitchen. And then mm-hmm. like her version of cleaning up is just throwing a few dirty dishes in my sink and like leaving flour everywhere. I'm like, this is not clean. Um, but again, sorry, off topic. I know. Yes. Um... I don't, I could talk to you all day, obviously, um, but are you ready for the lightning round? Sure. Okay. All right. Just pop out whatever comes to mind. We'll okay. This. Dark or milk chocolate? Dark. Coffee or tea? Coffee. When your phone rings, do you answer it? No. <laughs> How do you normally waste time on the internet? A social media. <laughs> Twitter um, all the time. On your next vacation, will it be to the mountains or the beach? I mean, I live in Colorado, so most likely the mountains. There's worse places to go. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Do you call it soda or pop? Okay. I feel like this is a hard question for me because I've started calling it soda more. And I don't know if that's because I lived on like the East Coast for a long time. But like you, when I was a kid, I always called it pop. So now maybe I'll call it soda pop. I don't know. Where where did you grow up? I grew up in Denver. Okay. Uh, but my like grandma was from Chicago, and so and I lived with my mom and my grandparents, and so they all called it pop. So I did too. But now I've, I've been calling it soda more. So I know this is I one of those know. things that always fascinates me: the geography of yeah. words. Yeah. Every time something comes up on social media about you know, do you use buggy or cart? Or <laughs> I'm always like, oh, that's so interesting because like you, I've moved around the country, and so um, I, I can usually pick up different things and you know sound normal but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's one of those things that like people really stick to their soda or pop for a long yeah, time yeah no I've been switching I don't know why but now <laughs> I call it soda like more maybe because soft- my kids call it soda I don't know that could be it it's just like soft drink code switching <laughs> yeah yeah I will never just call everything coca-cola though I'm sorry you were wrong I know that's Texas <laughs> that's yeah. Texas can I have a coke what kind yeah yeah no Um, On a romance hero, do you prefer the washboard abs, the forearms, or the chiseled jaw? Oh, a chiseled jaw, I think. 
Are you more likely to buy a book cover with abs on it or a beach scene? Abs. <laughs> and the very important last question, what are your feelings about turning to the last page of a book first? No. Okay. No. However, I might have done that in the, not first, but in the Alyssa Cole book, I probably did like peek at the end. <laughs> Yeah, because you I were will, going crazy. Yeah, I won't do it in a book, but I will do it in a movie. I'll, like, check. Because you don't know in movies. So sometimes mm. in movies, I'll check. And then I'll, like, go back. Oh, and then that, fill in the space. Oh, what was that one movie? Oh, I forget. There was one movie where they, the, the person dies at the end. And it made me fight people on Facebook. I just... I, I was so I'm I won't watch Nicholas Sparks movies anymore because I have realized that they always are the worst Indians ever and so I've stopped watching those because I watched one of the ones and I like forgot right because like I was in my happy like I read romance people get happily ever afters and then I can't even remember which movie it was and they like died like very unexpectedly like I felt like the movie was over and then they died and I was just like nope never again <laughs> you will not get me ever again um and, but and don't you feel when people are talking on social media about certain tv shows too then they're crying about them like that's why i didn't watch this is us for a really long time because okay i, I do knew, like no, no i, I like love it. crying on a show sometimes oh you do like it okay because it, it depends like, it like well it's mainly like the last movie i did it with was the um i think it's the mountain between us with um kate winslet and idris elba and that movie basically had everything that I hate, like the outdoors, a lot of snow, heights, plane crashes, like things that I will not do. And so I was like watching this and I was just like, I am so stressed out. Like, are they going to die? Like, I cannot. And so like I like fast forwarded to the end, and, like saw part and I was like, OK, now I can go back and watch this because I was so stressed out, like Castaway. It was like the new version of Castaway to me, which was, I feel like, the worst movie of all time. <laughs> I will never. <laughs> I hated that movie so much. And everybody loves it, but I hate it. Like, all right. No. We need to come up with a good way to end this on a happy note. What is a yes. good movie with a happy ending that you like? Oh, my God. I, I mentioned it earlier, but About Time okay. and Crazy Stupid Love. Okay. Those are my favorites. All right. Well, on that note, because mm -hmm. I can't end it on this is the worst <laughs> movie of all time. <laughs> but other people love it. Other people love it. Yeah, I'm just still. I, I, I want to yeah. end it on what you Sorry. like. No, it's okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on today, Alexa. We'll, Thank you so much for having me. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I started this podcast so I could have the conversations I wanted to have about books. And by listening, you're part of the conversation too. Contact me on our Facebook page or on any of my social media accounts at Lindsay Emery if you want to talk some more or sign up for my fantastic newsletter. And please leave me a review. It helps other listeners and readers find us. Five stars if you love books. Thanks and keep reading.